Homies, welcome to a very special episode of Interview of the Week. I'll be interviewing this week none other than Dropkick Darren. And I'll be interviewing Mark Eleven. What? What are we doing this week, Mark? What's going on? This is the 3-3 episode, homies. So this is our 33rd episode. So you might be a bit confused because the last one we did, um, the... the um, bong bears that's a bonus episode and if you yeah. think back to our FOMO um, daily wraps they also counted as episodes so even though we're technically on episode 28 for our regular um, you know interview of the weeks and news of the weeks this is our 33rd um, episode so Very a rich. bit of a milestone a bit of a milestone we've only been doing this for a little over three months now I think approaching four months so a lot's happened. Um, you know, we've hit a thousand unique uh, listeners uh, just this month, so that's that's pretty um, exciting. Having kind of a thousand unique people listening um, for for a given month is is a, always a good sign, considering we only had uh, a handful two months ago. So, um, yeah, I think there was like uh, ten listeners to the first episode, <laughs> which was Agora allowed. Which and is, it was all it was all Dow members um, yeah. listening. It was on SoundCloud as well, wasn't it? Yeah, maybe maybe right. some maybe some homies can go do a bit of investigating. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Mark. It's, it's, it's pretty robotic. I, it's not that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's probably it'd probably be really cool to listen to though, because you because I think because you did but you did that one um, by yourself, right, to begin with. So it's yeah, like I think it's when you're like a record of the time, you know. Mm-mm. But it's also really hard to run something informational and interesting by yourself. Like even so like for one of the the daily wraps, I also found it quite difficult to like run through the different items, even though I had prepared them all for the, for the wrap. And even though it had been all prepared and it was just one of those things where you try and find like a, to find a flow and to, to kind of sound, you know, energetic and have a bit of a step in your voice is always hard. <laughs> That's right. Uh, What's where up? We, where, yeah, yeah, where are we starting? Let's start at the beginning. Yeah. Let's uh, go all the way back. You're very young. I think people know that. Um, maybe Zeus's age. Who knows how old Zeus is? <laughs> um, but maybe you can tell us about your, like, crypto journey. You were, uh, like, mm. a representative soccer player. Is that right? Yeah. So, I, I used to play uh, football, soccer, whatever you want to call it, depending from depending on which country you're from. But, yeah, I used to play soccer professionally for six years uh overseas uh from from a quite a young age did you get paid for that or yeah so i started getting paid before i finished high school so that was that was my life for a long time um and it was like all i kind of knew for a very long time and so i lived overseas for for a while a few different countries very different cultures and languages um, I don't want to completely give it away because I feel like <laughs> if I name the country, someone will definitely be able to find who I am. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very different, kind of like polar opposite cultures and, and countries, which I found super interesting from like a social um, perspective and, and trying to like really, um, and also like pl- like working and playing. Uh, the way that people operate is very different. In each country, like um, the the play styles and the way that people communicate, I find it kind of ties into the the sport quite a bit. So Can yeah, just like a really multiple languages. Yes, yeah, so I speak two pretty fluently, but then but that the other would give one it away. 
that would give it away. <laughs> give it away. And then the other one is pretty dog shit. I must be honest. I, I'm probably the because it was a one of those countries where a lot of people speak English, uh, even though um, it is a foreign. Mm. country they're very they very very much one of those situations where you're the um kind of the not the the kind of token english person who's like oh like i want to like i only want to speak english i don't want to speak um you know german for example um so you're more if it was if i was in germany for example but yeah you're more inclined to to definitely um just take the easy route rather than learning an entire new language Mm. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I did for ages. And then did you buy crypto I, while you were overseas? Like when did you I start? did. I did. Oh, okay. So funnily enough in my spare time, I used to make a lot of music. So I never, never stopped doing stuff. I was always either training and playing or making music. And then over the time making music for artists and getting paid for that as well. I, I kind of got to a point where I was like, there's like no like ownership in in music for artists and um uh, there was it's just like such a problem the music industry is so antiquated and broken and i kind of hated it and then that's how i stumbled across crypto was just like reading about you know um you know digital ownership and coming across different um you know just like trying to be a little bit be a little bit more educated on the sovereignty like sovereignty side of things as a, as just like a you know individual um having like more more kind of control and 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 access to to tools and and kind of have control of your own um you know capital and and rights and and intellectual property yeah intellectual property all that jazz and then so the (laughs) i'm trying to think of the first thing i ever looked at but i definitely i definitely recall using um like binance quite like in maybe 2019 2018 okay. yeah all right. so not so not so it was like at the the depths of of, of like the where bear. there was nothing the depths of the bear there was no nothing going on um i couldn't really find much buzz it was just like uh, there was a few centralized exchanges around and then i was just kind of looking you know looking around and i, I just bought a little bit of ethan and, and and bitcoin because i was like that um these are the two i've heard of and then from there, I just went in and started reading about what they were, and then kind of read about the the um, you know, read the the Bitcoin white paper. Found it really interesting, but I was kind of a bit confused, even though um, yeah, I've heard so many people say interesting, like ha- have such strong opinions on it. But I still kind of felt like there was a little something that not quite, you know, a hundred percent in in like the way that. Um, like to to be used as as this kind of like payments you know, infrastructure, and then kind of come across ETH, and then um, that really clicked in in the in the sense of building the, this kind of base Lego uh, infrastructure for other things to be built on top of it, um, and kind of emulating this decentralized computer. That that's the kind of way I initially thought of it, and I was like, like I don't even need to know much of the technical side, but I was like, if this you know disintermediates and does what it says it does then this is the future and i was like i'm just gonna start putting like a little bit of money into this and and over time you know at at this point i hadn't heard of DeFi. it was just the you know the the kind of you like the idea of it was interesting and obviously coming out of the ico kind of crazy at that point i'm pretty sure that was like 
when I didn't even I wasn't around for that. So I'm assuming that was end of 2017, early 2018. So yeah. I think I kind of got the tail end of that end of 2018, early 2019 is when I kind of started getting in. That that's like that's the beginning for me. So that's we a can good kind time of to get in, man. That's like the yeah bottom of yeah. the bear. I mean, in hindsight, it was a nice time to like stumble across it. Um, and like, yeah, um, uh, definitely it was nice to come across something that um, didn't have much noise at the time. It was quite like, very quiet. So you could just do a lot of things in peace. There was no, didn't have to keep up with the pace of the space like you do now. Um, so mm. yeah, I did enjoy kind of having time just to, like actually read through things and, and like kind of go at my uh, leisurely way in understanding uh, things. But yeah, that's, that's me. I want to uh, talk me through your journey. You're you've definitely more of a, a a veteran in general and in the space than than I am. So definitely, I'm very keen to hear, um, and I'm sure the Omis are as well. Um, your your kind of journey into your first kind of steps into crypto. Um. So I was like obsessed with the like Brave browser back in like 2017 and I was like read about it and then I'd be like oh this is so cool um and then I found out they had the like bat token um and I was like oh wow it's like a utility token for ads and it'll be like mm. protect your data and whatnot so I was like this is and like Brendan Ike is like really such an impressive figure like he's just so smart and you like hear him talk and like he's he kind of has taken everything to its logical conclusion and he was like talking about like surveillance capitalism like back like during those days when it was like and he was like well privacy is going to become like this thing in the future where it's going to drive people towards products and like you see that now with like iPhone and you have these ads around and it's like Mm -hmm. Apple is privacy, iPhone is privacy. And it's like, well, okay, like <laughs> he did see it coming. Um, so I scooped up like a bunch of bat, like maybe at like 40 cents. I don't know. And then it like shot up during like the end of 2017, early 2018. Um, and like it, it, I was, you'd go to sleep and then you'd wake up and it had gone from like 50 cents to like 90 cents. And then like you'd be like, <laughs> yeah, that's why I've made it. This is so cool. Uh, <laughs> and then like it'll crash down to like 25 cents. I think it'll go up and down throughout the year. I remember 2018 when the day before it was listed on Coinbase, I was like at an Indian restaurant. Um, just by myself because I like had worked till late and then mm. I wanted to get dinner but I didn't want to cook and so and then I like was there eating like some butter chicken and uh, <laughs> as you do yeah just watching it like kick up and it went up to like I don't know a dollar something and I was like oh it's finally happening people are like seeing the value of this token yeah, seeing the value yeah, uh, yeah but it yeah. was just like people pumping it before it like got listed on Coinbase and then it like dumped back down to where it was the <laughs> next morning so that was like very euphoric um did you find that time really strange because like I'm assuming because that was the first ride did 
when you saw the market like you know and there was that much volatility what was your what was like your was it you just riding riding all the 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 kind of emotions and waves or was it like i've this is like way too volatile yeah like i had a friend who is in v chain like my friend we did improv together um and like (laughs) it's very funny and he's obsessed he was like man coca-cola are doing a deal with v chain and i was like and i was like how do you know that man and he's like because this guy named the crypto kid posted a photo of (laughs) coca-cola It seems so dumb now. And then he wrote V chain, and the, the, and he always knows he's got the inside word. And I was like, all right, I'll buy some V chain. And then I did. And then I like, I was eventually like, this is dumb. This is <laughs> this is. And then they had like V four or something stupid like that. And that yeah, I just dumped it all, and I held like Bat and ETH um, through then, so through twenty eighteen, and then. Like, through 2019, like, I kept an eye on it. I listened to, like, Sassel and Eric Connor uh, into the ether. And I'd, like, yeah. make... I knew there was something big to it because, because like, I'd listen to, like, Vitalik talk about it. And then, like, Brendan, I would, like, listen to some of his interviews. And he would always say, like, people would be like, well, Ethereum's not going to scale. And then he'd be like, well, you know, we th- we th- we believe that the... Ethereum, the Ethereum, you know, people are going to sort it out. We've got, like, faith in them and their sort of intellect Mm -hmm. and how they're going to work it. So I was like, okay, well, it must be, like, that was, like, a strong signal that Ethereum was, like, very legitimate and then I'd, like, follow Vitalik. But there wasn't very much content around back then. So Mm -hmm. um, when Eric and um, Sassel did their podcast every week. That was really like the first kind of time I got into it. And then they would start. I remember they had like Ave ads, I think like at the like end of 2019. Um, <laughs> oh, the um, whatever, ETH, ETH Lent, ETH whatever Lent. it was called. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it was still, I think they just renamed to Ave then but it mm, like hadn't okay. done any type of run-up or anything yet so and i was be mm. like well this seems dumb i'm not buying that but like <laughs> i think like i think my biggest mistake in crypto is just not is having these very strong signals and sort of thinking like very like mid iq curve like oh that seems dumb i'm not gonna buy it um, and I think like Klima was a big one for me with that, where mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, like if it's great, then we'll have some, I'll have some exposure through Ohm. But like, so if Zeus is saying something is like dope, like, just Most like don't think 90- you're smarter than no. Zeus. Like, come on. <laughs> this is such if, a mid IQ thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's, so. well, I I have to agree with you. like I uh, similarly had the opportunity to participate in the Klima IDO yet I was just too lazy and I think one of the um, my thought process was I I didn't like I understood the you know the carbon black hole thing but then I didn't understand the um, you know the fact that the credits themselves are controlled by a centralized entity it just seemed like confusing like in, in, like yeah. obviously obviously it will 
drive up the price at some point and like that'll be good to to some extent because it'll but it but the the carbon markets themselves are so fragmented i was just looking at it i was like great idea but i just think the the kind of infrastructure that you're trying to play in is like broken so it's like you're inherently have a really good idea but like you're playing in a broken game so i was like this is like i was like i was optimistic but i was like similar to you i was like i'll just have exposure to it through home and then lo and behold <laughs> it was like a one thousand dollar into a 300k um you know opportunity gone yeah kind of thing. so yeah you know like things like that make you really don't give you ptsd but they definitely make you they put you on a high alert to really read into something and then also you know, if you do have a good understanding of the general ecosystem, you can kind of look at areas that are underdeveloped and be like, well, that area specifically is super nascent and doesn't have much development in it. The fact, the chance of XYZ taking a percentage of that market and then you think about it in relation to you know, the TradFi market and you're like, well, this is an easy bet, right? But I think in some scenarios... Um, yeah, like Klima, for example. But just again, I agree with you. It just it it confused me initially, and I, I, uh, I regret I, I did. I also took the middle IQ. Uh, <laughs> I was the middle IQ uh, curve there as well. Well, it's the same with like bomb bears, right? We had we had that episode last week, and I hadn't mm. looked at them at all. I was like, oh, it's like kind of Olympus adjacent. Like you know, Zeus is heaps into it, but it seems dumb. <laughs> Like, it's these bears with bongs. But then, like, after speaking to them, I was like, holy shit, this is, like, actually the smartest way to, like, distribute your NFT project because it is, like, ohm, like, you've got these super committed people who are going to hold on to most of the supply and then you're building your community and sort of rewarding your community as you go along and it is kind of... Like, just just thinking about, like, everything that they can do and build on top of that is mm-hmm. kind of mind-blowing. And then during the interview, I was like, oh, yeah, it's these guys. They love bears with bongs. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> like, <laughs> And then they're like, you could tell, like, by the way they, like, constructed their sentences and, like, um, used language it was like clearly they had like thought a lot about olympus mechanics and they like very yeah, much yeah. understood it like uh, to, to a much mm-hmm. better extent than i even do now like and i've been in it since the beginning um so they're clearly super smart guys <laughs> yeah yeah well um, they did mention they had a kind of like a tech background right um yeah. so you know working for these kind of fang um, adjacent companies or even the, the, the those companies themselves so definitely understand you know um, a, a growth hack or two from what yeah. I gathered but and yeah. the point is like Zeus is heaps into it and it was another like mid IQ curve play like just <laughs> oh yeah there's nothing to this but like bears these profile pictures of bears with bongs but like it's not it's right. like this distribution mechanism and then like a Dow well, treasury that's one. and that's one thing, yeah. but then the other the other thing is they really encapsulated the Ohm community really well in the sense that the Omis like are somewhat like there there's like a weird mix of absurdists like they just kind of find everything to be a bit of a joke right and 
the like the bong bears are so chill and like th- they're harmless like they're they're just they're, they're chilling smoking smoking a bong and they're a bear like there's nothing there's nothing that doesn't like if, if anything says absurdist it's that like and that's like yeah very much like i think how a lot of omis um i mean kind of not 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 view like systems in general but i think i mean i i kind of like to think a lot of people in ohm obviously like stumbled across ohm because one it's you know, a, a very interesting, you know, solution or a potential solution to a to to kind of like a a system that that inherently is a bit kind of uh, pyramid-like, where you know, Ohm itself is the inverted pyramid. So, I feel like a lot of people kind of realized that, but also just have like really good sense of humor about things. And I think that Bong Bears really did a good job at like identifying that and then um, kind of basing. The vibe around that kind of thinking I, I feel yeah yeah so I was like um yeah into like uh I bought some SNX at the end of 2019 um I didn't actually know what it was I was like this is this seems cool like the founder is Australian all right I'll buy some and then it like mooned and that was the first like the first time that I was like oh okay like yeah we can this can be like sort of life changing. Um, and then in like 2021, I like, you know, bought a bit more ETH and it was on the way up before like Black Thursday. And then Black Thursday happened and I was like, this is dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. So that's, I had the opposite. So when I put a little bit of money into both ETH and Bitcoin, I just like walked away from the space for a bit because I was obviously very busy. Still, still playing. Yeah, sport earning at the time cash. And, uh, yeah, so that was my job still. Scoring and I was still goals, <laughs> essentially. And yeah, I, I kind of walked away. Did you get away, a bonus then, for goals? No. Yeah, so you'd get win what? bonuses. So, so, oh, so like okay. if you win the game, uh, then you'd uh, get bonuses. And then okay. for one of the one of the clubs that I played for, I, I did get a uh, scoring bonus mm, that kind of rich. scaled. De- depending on the consistency and things. Were you a striker? Can you say? I, wa- you I was a striker. Oh, I was No, I, w- I actually was a striker, yeah. so That's like the fly half of soccer, right? <laughs> well, it's kind of, I don't know. Like I, I'll definitely say it's probably the one position that runs the least because you have to very much like conserve your energy because you get like a one or two. Like oh, yeah. in a game, you might get three clear-cut chances and you, you know, should be putting away uh, over half of those chances mm. do you know what I mean like that's do you have to be you fast gotta be, like a sprinter yeah are you a of. sprinter can you run fast I used to be a national sprinter what now people yes. can find you <laughs> no they, they won't they won't find me they won't uh, find me there's plenty of men sprinters out there <laughs> well this is when I was young like a kid oh, so okay. if someone now if someone more finds detail this, people are gonna find it <laughs> If people find that, then they're like good, good on them. them. That's, yeah. they, they deserve it, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I oh I, wow, okay. Did you get like a hundred meter record or? Oh, so so I oh, would really get into the weeds. No, here. So I just I, don't know if you're like a no, winner, no, no. You know, <laughs> no. Well, like I'm. So I I was so for people that like the way they're kind of at least in Australia, the way that carnivals are kind of. Yeah, you know, how you progress to next levels. You kind of have your you start at your school, 
And then from there, you go to like your district region, then you go to, to actual regionals, and then you go to state, and then you go to nationals. So this is, this is kind of like early high school, um, primary school even for me. And, and that, that, that was kind of like a recurring thing, um, going to kind of state every year and then one year ended up going to nationals. Um, nice. And then that was really, really interesting. It was a really good experience because I myself uh, was not a classically trained uh, athlete. So I didn't have a dedicated trainer like a lot of kids did. Um, so it was, funny. yeah, it was one of those things where I very much <laughs> did on the side on top of oh, playing yeah. soccer. So um, yeah, it was, uh, it, it was kind of surreal, you know, having kids being yeah at the ages of 12 being like having like a personal trainer essentially mm. um, did you think and, living yeah, overseas wow. made you more like mature more early like and start thinking mm. about like your finances and sort of investing and stuff mm, yeah i i think i think it 100 percent did um i can't deny that um i think it also because I saw diff- like a lot of different, I was lucky, lucky, lucky enough to see parts of the world that some people only see after they've already done everything, right? So, mm. um, Alaska yeah, for, for me, yeah. Alaska, the classic. <laughs> they're big, big with their football over there. Um, but yeah, <laughs> um, you know, seeing different cultures and different, um, you know, the way that societies kind of set up in different countries, and and even from like a, um kind of like institutional level like set up like in in, in um, some countries it's just like really difficult for uh, foreigners to, to, to kind of get things and, and kind of um, have certain things in place and, and kind of get get a get a bank account for example and and mm-hmm. really like sort out visas and um, I suppose it makes it, you it, think it, about money as well like whereas if you're just does, here yeah. you don't think about it you're like oh there's just mm-hmm. one type of money yeah Right. Well, you think about the money because you have to kind of go through the whole process of custodying it in a bank in whatever country you're in and going through the visa application process of, of applying for a work visa and getting that sorted. And obviously, it's it's not an actual work visa. It's like a subset. It's a sports visa. So, you know, there's a whole lot of bu- bureaucratic, like, uh, like a lot of bureaucracies that you have to like, uh, you know, interface with. And mm-hmm. you just deal with a lot of weird um kind of intermediaries as well so and you kind of realize it's like do you even need this um and like i i feel like when i look back at it and kind of just even articulating it now it's one of those things where i I definitely feel like the the broad experience kind of led to this light bulb moment for me when i for example read some documentation on ethereum uh, and like even bitcoin to to like a, a a large extent as well it was just like those kind of the way that the ideas for those systems are in, ingenious and um, yeah. that that's definitely agree uh, with with you. I think it did did kind of help uh, mature me if you could if you'd say that. I still feel like I'm pretty childish at heart, but yeah, that uh, on the on the kind of thinking about money side of things, yeah, I think um, it definitely did have a bit of an impact. Um, but you were in crypto on Black Thursday, still, yeah. Yeah, so so what happened at this point? If we're still tying into how I, um, you know, I, I, I when when Black Thursday came. Oh, so around, everyone, Black Thursday is like the COVID crash that happened at the beginning yes. of twenty yeah, twenty twenty. Yeah. Mm-mm. So like Go March, ahead. Feb was it? Yeah, some it was yeah. around it was that like time. 
20 something. Yeah. 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 So at this point, I had bought both uh, Ethan Bitcoin and had been holding for a year and hadn't really checked it at all. <laughs> and um, to my surprise, like I had checked it at, like start of the year kind of thing. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's doing okay. Um, and then uh, Black Thursday kind of happened and I, I, I actually was completely unaware of it until the, the post-mortem and I was like, oh, shit, um, that's not very good. I'm not but rich. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not rich anymore. But then I realized, I was like, well, nothing's changed in my views on um, you know, the way that I kind of view this. So I just, I just like, not, not at the bottom, obviously, but, you know, after things kind of rebounced a, a grand or two on the Bitcoin side, I just put more money into both and, and hadn't really didn't didn't think about it again for a couple months mm. until I heard the rumors of the comp launch and that's I have been hooked ever since that that oh, okay. is uh, yeah so you got so DeFi comp. summer kicked it so DeFi summer kind of really kicked it off for me and that was like uh, my first and and like uh, definitely was the like the time when I really got stuck into to everything crypto I think mm, very cool and then so you've gone from you also you saw your synthetics mooning and you're like, well, this is interesting. Maybe there's more like life changing opportunities in the space. And yeah. then what happened after what happened like after um, that? Did you kind of like so I just realize been, that? <laughs> yeah, so I just been like spent like like the majority of my working life sorting out this friggin' big scandal that happened in Australia where like Mm. Um, people were like there was this like uh, rorting like government funding for um, uh, student loans um, oh. so like I was like all over all over the government like in different departments and stuff like sorting that out um, so yeah it was super I was like pretty done I was like this is this is pretty awful I don't want to do this mm. for the rest of my life so then I went, like, I was on, like, another secondment somewhere um, and then I, like, booked in to go to the US to, like, see my sister and then mm -hmm. um, she – and then COVID happened and mm -hmm. they were like, oh, do you want to, like, you know, not take your leave? You can sort of – you don't have to take – don't feel like you have to take it if there's no, like, f f like – flights overseas or whatever no one can really do anything on leave but then i was like nah i'm definitely gonna take it because i don't want to work um yeah, so then yeah. i was just like in my home uh and yeah i saw like something about like compound because i was following sassel and eric on twitter mm -hmm. yeah and um yeah, and then I had the bat, so I was like, oh, I got some bat and some ETH, so I'll just go, like, put it in compound. And people were making, like, 20... It was paying 26% for bat <laughs> at the time. I was You're like, like oh, damn. This is crazy. <laughs> I'm going to be so rich. Um, and then, like, I'd be reading, like, how people were, like, rorting it, and then, like, balancer launched at the same time and mm. they were like we'll give you balancer rewards and i was like this is crazy um so then i was just hooked and then i'd like look at curve and i'd be like oh yeah just i just want some curve like i've got the like 
these three tokens and it was like uh collecting tokens i was like i don't give a shit how much like (laughs) curve costs i just want to have some curve you know Mm -hmm. um and there was like rumors about how they were going to launch um and then i was just kind of like trying to collect them all and then yam happened and wi-fi um and then yeah so then um yeah i was I was just like kicking around and doing like I was like not paying very much attention at work to be honest, mm-hmm. um, and there wasn't much work to do because like the like lots of the courts were closed and stuff. Right. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. So then I I like left. I left the government um, and just stopped working. Uh, and sort of was like, oh, I'll just, like, take some time and see if I can, like, work in crypto. Uh, mm-hmm. So, like, I got, yeah, I was, like, saw Fisk's tweet and I got into Ohm. I wasn't in the pre-sale. Uh, I was just, mm-hmm. like, hanging around in the Discord and I, like, bought some ale Ohm uh, off, the, like, off the market. And then, like, um, yeah, then then they were doing, like, this, draw for like some people didn't take their allocations i think um cartesius <laughs> is one of them he he said it in his like profile in the dispatch mm-hmm. um and then they like gave they split them up like into some fraction and sort of handed them out to like people who'd like made an effort to communicate or whatever and like wartle was one of those people as well and there's like Mm. quite a few still around like those were the actual people who were like committed there was like a lot of that i think there were like people who had multiple accounts i reckon um yeah because it was pretty like big dumpage at the beginning and like tetrano Mm -hmm. just slurped it all up and a couple of others um yeah, and then and then after that, I was like, did some work with Inverse. Um, I was like a little bit active with Frax. Like, I think they're what they're building over there is really cool. I think um, mm. it's like, I think their problem is that they just like don't have very much of a community. Like, because the team's mm. like very like execution focused and stuff. Yeah, they're yeah. just no like sort of community building but i think they'll like focus on that now they just really want to get like quite a good product um Mm. i mean they're also using telegram right it's not the best community (laughs) facing app as well yeah i mean on the upside you can like get um some like (laughs) you can be like hey answer my question and then like uh, sam or travis will be like jump in um so then i was like um yeah, I did some work for like Tracer Dow a little bit, um, but then like just working at Olympus was like just so much more fun. Like, and the people in Olympus are so cool. You just want to work <laughs> work with them. Like Glue, mm. like w- just an amazing person. Um, Shadow Abbott, like they're super smart. Um, Wartle, he's like just got like he's very well connected and like just very chill um you know jaws jaws doesn't spend that much time in the dow like he's around um and he like chases things up from time to time but like a lot of his time is spent on like twitter like kind of being out there and like sort of dealing with like people trying to fud him or whatever 
Um, mm-hmm. And then like Tex, who's like, actually, like, I think it's super useful with Tex with, with like a technical background. Um, I didn't think like I wouldn't be able to do like be able uh, be like very useful in like that sort of part. You you kind of need to have that technical background in that mm-hmm. like sort of being in charge of the partnerships because like a lot of it is understanding like if the kind of um, protocol you're dealing with like you've got to be able to like understand how like the code is actually going to work and being able mm-hmm. to like deploy with parameters on like op or whatever if you don't understand it's like be super difficult so yeah yeah, i just kept on working uh in the dow and like yeah it's just so cool such a cool like dude and jason now he's like (laughs) you see him in every chat and he's like i'm just happy to be with you guys you know like it's just such a cool vibe in there um that you just want to you want to work there all the time and everything's so exciting. Like we're such a massive protocol. It's like, you can be like working on deals for like Dow swaps for like, you know, $10 million or whatever. It's like, (laughs) it's wild when you think about it. Who am I to like do that? Like, you know, or be involved or be in the same room as like sort of people discussing those things, you know, it's like, so, so cool. Do you, do you sometimes, I I mean, I myself like I I'd be the f- I'm the first to admit I never understand anything in this space fully um, and I, I'm, I maybe some people do but I'm like constantly trying to uh, understand new things as they as they come out or, or or like are present and I was just like wondering whether like you know you may might experience like this kind of like uh, imposter syndrome to some degree because like obviously we're doing really cool things but it's like you because it doesn't feel like work as well and, and like there's a whole other there's a whole another kind of basket of uh, of reasons but it's just, it feels like there's there's so many things that's like can I be doing these like handling these like 10 million dollar swaps kind of thing and like you know having these things be executed and then I think you just, it's just one of those things that takes some time to realize that it's like well I guess you kind of can um and but yeah I I've, nobody I've, knows what they're doing right <laughs> right yeah it's no something like does. glue right <laughs> <laughs> well that and then like he and then he's probably the first one to tell you that he's like well i don't know what i'm doing either right even though we it's yeah. like this the thing of appearing, but you know like, he knows <laughs> yeah well everyone everyone yeah. has a good grasp but you do you know what i'm saying that you know what yeah. i'm getting at yeah definitely i think um i think the other person and like i you don't know when you're overstepping as well in the dow but like in olympus like everyone's like oh like if you make a mistake it's like fine like you know, we're all here to, like, learn. Like, um, Banksy is, like, super supportive. He's sort of, like, it's very empowering working at Olympus. Like, no one's going to, like, yell at you. Like, some other DAOs I've worked in, it's just kind of been, like, this kind of vibe where it's, like, one person's driving everything and everyone kind of reports to that person. And it just mm-hmm. it just doesn't – it's just not, like, pleasant because it, when it is decentralized, you can kind of – be like, well, I'm just working on this one thing, you know, so it's, it's, and take ownership of it. And if it stuffs up, that's fine because, you know, no one's going to die or whatever. Um, but mm, yeah, definitely get some hopefully. imposter syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> like on this podcast, yeah. you know, <laughs> who mm, are we? Like, yeah. why yeah, would who people are we want to listen to our ex- stories? Ex- ex- exactly. That's, that's, if anything, that's how I feel 90% of the time. And also talking about, 
like even doing this and, and thinking that, oh, for our 33rd episode, we should interview each other. Like it seems a bit rich, right? But like, I don't well, know, I guess. I guess Omi's, it- we didn't, we, <laughs> we actually, <laughs> DKD was moving this week and I've been like super busy <laughs> partnerships. So we did have a guest, but like the guest fell through and then we thought, oh, you know what, we might as well, you know. Yeah, this, give, by the, give way, the guys, people this is- what they want, which is to hear our stories. So we put this out internally. So just for F- FYI, we didn't just be like, "Well, we're the podcast dictators. We're doing this." No, no, guys. We we consulted people. We're like, "What do we think?" We kind of gave people. the option. We're like, exactly. We're like, should we do a kind of um, you know agora contributor based podcast where we have multiple people on at the same time, kind of thing, and then do like a little kind of open conversation, you know, similar to kind of like a Twitter space where we just had like a really long form conversation about things, have multiple people on. But then I think some contributors kind of prefer, um, you know, to, to maybe not speak and, and like obviously that's 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 very fair um, and we didn't want to like kind of force people to come up if mm-hmm. they didn't want to talk talk about things. So, you know, me and Mark will, will be the, the stand-in people to <laughs> try and try and keep you keep things entertaining and represent the gore as, as best we can yeah did we have any was there any questions we had yeah like we got a few. yeah 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 I saw we do some. have a few did you have one got, in particular so were- no i i i think we've got a lot from from people internally and then a, a couple on twitter so we can kind of go through them and we can like go back and forth and mm. um and see what our thoughts are on either of them um, but for, we have we have one from Teddy, who, who's a who's a new Agora contributor. He's uh, uh, he, he's kind of working closely on, on on getting the Agora sound bank to be more of a regular uh, thing because I think Mark and I um, have been quite spread. And now that we're um, you know doing a lot of things across different departments, we need more more people to be like, yes, let's do this and make this happen. And like obviously, like we we can work facilitate things and really like execute on them um but it's like really great to have him in, in the dow i just want a little shout out there too, because we're kind of in the process of, of of getting out the sound bank for this saturday um but he asks um besides interviewing each other right now uh who has who are some of your um favorite uh, interview guests been um i think mm. <laughs> i mean i'm in such a glue sim um we i did like glue's episode I don't, we didn't get like much of his background. He was pretty like, oh, you know, very like, keep your secrets glued. Um, Tex, I, I like that, like that interview you did with Tex. Um, yeah, I love the interview with Sam as well. Like, just such a like thoughtful, nice person. It's just, and that's what you want, right? You just, you just want to work with nice people. And then you see some of these protocols and like their founders are like, we're against this and it's like oh Mm-mm. just it's just gross it's just like i don't want to have anything to do with yeah. that like you know um well, the vibe like you, you is just so good at olympus you know mm. Mm, like i guess in some like you don't have to push your agenda that like like if if you're a founder especially try and stay as neutral as possible um mm. especially if you're championing a decentralized uh, organization that's how i kind of feel as anyway especially yeah. if that's like very much the the uh, attention grabbing thing that people look at yet it's like the you know polar opposite of that um i i don't know i have too many i really did enjoy i mean one that i really want to dive, dive <laughs> i love I, that one i also. mean <laughs> jaws, jaws is i think one of our most listened to 
podcast. So um, it's even just such even a Sam, surprise, you know, like it is. I mean, it's not a surprise. He's the he has harvested everyone's uh, attention, which is what you need for these kind of things, right? You we need you need to attention is the scarcest commodity. Um, but he was so enjoy- careful with his like language as well, like and just like pause and like think about it and then respond. It's just like such mm-hmm. a such a like uh in inverse to what you would think if you like saw a right. posting about arse eating on right. Twitter. <laughs> well, that's what I love about this community and um you know any anyone that I've talked to in around Olympus is that when you actually talk to them there's 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 a lot of even like seeing someone what someone's written, yeah, you know, until you talk to them, there's like a, a whole nother um, set of qualities that you, you we're yet to kind of discover. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think that's one thing that like maybe working in, in like a, a lot of text format kind of takes away from like this being able to like really um, kind of connect and understand the people you work with a little bit. Um, whereas like um, we talk quite often and obviously we have, you know, this is a level of uh, camaraderie, some would say. <laughs> um, so, the boys. Yeah, the boys. Um, so some some people don't, you know, have those kind of like regular uh, chats as much. And I, I kind of, yeah, it's one of those things I, I kind of think about. Sorry, I'm just getting a bit sidetracked. But, yeah, I my favorite interview guest would probably be, um, I guess, um, I really like the Klima one. I would, would love to have them back on at some point just to kind of talk about their um, you know, pr- say progress, like a six month, uh, kind of update, see, see where things are at in the next six months. It'll be really yeah. interesting. Um, given how successful they've been, um, post launch. Well, that's it. We interviewed them the week after their LBP. If we'd done it the week before the LBP, I would be like all in on the LBP. <laughs> mm, mm. Yeah. Well, we did it. We did it just as it had closed. Right. I, I just recall because they had, uh, just part they were in the forest for like a party or something i think yeah. that some of them yeah, went yeah, to like a retreat after. yeah exactly yeah, yeah um so yeah it was that, that that's definitely one of mine um but yeah we, we have so many asfi how can we we need asfi on this podcast the very more. first guest i know and it was it was we kind of did a joint it was like an hour and a half long podcast it was oh, like yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah we did the news of the week and asfi um all yeah. in one wasn't it yeah, um, that's right. Yeah. That was Very awesome. Cool. All right, another we question. What do we got? Another one we had uh, from from RCP, the uh, longtime Agora contributor. Shout out RCP. He said, "What has it been like building this project from the ground up? What have been the best and worst experiences so far, or most challenging?" Mm. Uh I don't know. The best is like just having a crew, you know, like Mugen. Mm-hmm. RCP3, mm-hmm. Case Chan. D- Don now. Um, yeah, Teddy's yeah. getting more involved. Quirkus coming on board. Quirkus. Yeah. yeah. It's just like once you have like a team and you're able to get to know people and like you work together for a little while, like it doesn't seem like work. Like when yeah, you're yeah. posting this stuff, it's just like fun, <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. the graphics and stuff and booking guests. And I mean, it feels like work like at midnight on a Wednesday when I'm (laughs) (laughs) reading for like the final time through the Agora dispatch to like get it published. But like 
anything else doesn't I feel I'm sure it's the same with editing the podcast it gets a bit tedious sometimes but yeah like some repetitive yeah. tasks obviously get tedious but like it's I think it's nice to have consistency though um, in, in like doing them because it's like you, you you build a routine around doing those certain tasks as well and then like I know that I'm going to be doing this from this time to that time so then uh, before that I can do partnership stuff it's, it's like you can start to build your um, schedule a bit around certain things but I think one of the trickiest things I've one thing that I only think about um, in ter- with like pertaining to Agora is like how can we really like build um you know community through like the tools that we have on offer being discord and twitter instagram tiktok whatever media platform or whatever kind of like um you know platform that that, that's available there's like what can you what experiences can you create for people that make them feel a part of something and that's that's a hard that's a tricky question to find an answer or for at least find a fixed answer for because it constantly changes because it changes there's so many variables so I, I that's one thing that you know with having more people join agora now and you know with um you know being able to branch out and do different products and really expand on the way we roll out some of the products and um you know create a little bit more um you know hype around releases and that that kind of thing and, and really trying to build a sense of community you know within the discord and and you know, have have certain things they do you know grant them special access to things later on is you know these these little things and, and hopefully other things in the future are, are definitely hard to execute on because you could come up with a good idea but then three days later you come up with three better but you've already implemented the first one so it's like, it's like, how do you keep pushing out cool ideas but not overload people? I think that's one yeah. thing I found quite difficult. I think there's like, we're lucky because there's like a lot of appetite for content in the community and it's like a worldwide um, community, you know, USA, Asia, Europe, like there's lots of coverage. It's very difficult to know what's kind of working and what's not working. It's difficult to get feedback from people or know how well you're doing. Uh, so with, with a token, mm. you can very, yeah. you get that immediate feedback. You know, if people like your project, right. they're going to buy your token. Um, but yeah. with sort of media stuff, it takes a long time to build up like an audience yeah. and and it's very difficult to know like if something small is turning people off and that's like the sort of unlock you need to like mm. make it make it the best you can make it having you on board has made it a, like a lot easier uh and you're very focused on results which i think is great uh so very i was very glad when when you came aboard because i'm like i'm kind of meandering <laughs> a little bit yeah but I like i i think I, no but like i think it's normal to kind of approach all this in that sense because there's like a high level of uncertainty surrounding all of anything that anyone does in a DAO in 2021 is there's like a if anything more uncertainty than certainty so um you know it's natural to have like this um you know meandering kind of like 
vibe to the way you do things because you don't have that 100% clarity on some things and I don't know whether it's my background or you know having done things uh, like or try and like do things in like a like like fast pace but I I just think like and also like having results tied into things I think is like kind of important because you know you I guess you try your best to use the data that that you have available to you to you know um, try and construct something that's pretty at least is a good indicator on how to scale beyond and also how to, um, you know, if you're not doing this. So, for example, like one thing um, that we're kind of starting to do, if anyone's noticed, is we do, we're starting to do like little visualizers for our interview of the week episodes that will drop later in the week. So, people that hadn't already caught it in the week will be able to catch it midweek uh, on Twitter. But what's the most important thing is, is like, um, you know, having people click through on on that you know the link that we post right because we want people to listen to the um the podcast not necessarily the excerpt that it, that's it, like that we've kind of picked and decided is interesting um like even though that's great the whole idea is for that to grab your attention right so you, you kind of click through and like the trying to like value you know kind of set a target for the percentage that you want people to click through and then kind of determine whether that's successful or not is kind of like things that you kind of have to do um, to kind of value the work that that kind of Don is doing or Mugen's doing, like if people aren't clicking on the graphics that we make, then we have to pivot, right? It's not one of those things where you can kind of do a rebrand and then everything is like sweet or we've done the rebrand, we put in the work. Well, if the work isn't translated into people engaging, then we have to rethink, right? So yeah, pivot again. These are we. These are things that like inherently are not like fun, but you have to think like that if you want to really build like a a strong community like you were talking about before i think there's a lot so when i first started this i i was thinking well it actually it it matters like you want people to read the newsletter but at the same time it having a newsletter and having a podcast and having you know and like interviews and having people come and educate the community like in itself is valuable because it's it's the act of people it's a signal so a project that has like a newsletter every week is a signal that people are very engaged in that project and it has enough news to sustain a newsletter each week. I think we could do two newsletters each week, actually, with the amount of stuff that happens. Yeah, so 100%. It's a pretty, it's a pretty long-ass uh, <laughs> newsletter, and we are, we're going to try something this week to make it a bit shorter and more consumable. Um, but I think- Our alpha, th- alpha drop. That's right. Uh, but I think, yeah, I think having it is a big signal to people that it is, and having the graphics- like is a big signal as well. Um, mm, it's an interesting if, take. If it, if it's not engaged with that much, I mean, it's obviously better to be engaged, but it it is it is it says something about the protocol that people are prepared to put in the time to do this type of stuff. So, yeah, mm. yeah. I think, well, I yeah, I and, yeah, and I then think... we started the. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you, you, you keep going. Oh, sorry. I was going to say the Agora Twitter, like when we started that, I, w- I would sometimes be like, oh, Wardle, can you like retweet the dispatch or whatever? And he's like, well, why? Like you guys need to build up, you know, you, you're going to be like a, well, I see the future and you're going to be like, you're going to have like, you know, thousands of followers on 
Twitter and, you know, you need to build up your audience and engage with them and build a brand. And uh, I was like, oh, well, okay. Uh, I can't really see that future, but like we'll give it a go. And now we have like almost 3,000 followers, right, on Twitter, which is it's, mm. it's something of value to the DAO as well, like having this voice and this brand and this sort of reach to people who've decided to like we haven't run any sort of competition or whatever to try and jack up our followers like these are real followers you know like so it's people who've decided they want to engage with our content so that's i think that's very valuable uh, to the dow and very valuable to the community to to be able to have these sort of groups of omis who are building out these voices and these products and these mm-hmm. distribution mechanisms so Mm, and it also it all comes back to the the kind of green lights, right? Like you look at a protocol, you ha- they have Twitter spaces, they have uh, yeah, a newsletter, they have two podcasts a week, they have like this you know, seasonal sound bank thing, and that's just like one aspect of the DAO. Uh, yeah, it's it, pretty it, hard it, to... It's, you take some serious cognitive dissonance to like... <laughs> to think that, oh, it has all this stuff, it's community run by people deciding to do it, and it's just like a scam or a rug or whatever. Like it's not. Mm-mm. It's just so. It 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 just doesn't add up. So, and those are like strong signals. So you have like authentic voices like questioning things like in the newsletter and saying, "Oh, well, that wasn't like great how that was handled or whatever." Like mm-hmm. authentic having authentic voice, um, sort of reporting on what's happening is like super yeah. valuable as well and and it means that like the dow doesn't get like a free pass if it stuffs up either mm. like i mean we're mm. gonna like say you know that's that's what you know we ask them and they say they're doing this to fix it like it's not yeah it's not it's not sort of we are olympus and we're sort of posting a medium article like this is what happened we're sort of looking at it and saying and and sort of engaging with the community as well so saying Mm. this happened but also like you know we talked to this person from the community and we want to promote people in the community because like we are our community and the dao is (laughs) sort of you go into the dao and like there's so many people making decisions who aren't the core team and sort of things sort of just happen without the core team as well, that it's it's like the strategos and the like kind of contributors there who are there all the time sort of are exercising sort of a lot of sort of directive and like control over like how things are progressing and sort of then going out to governance and getting sort of programs and stuff approved. Um, and it's just too much stuff for the core team to handle now as well because uh, there's so many things going on. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that kind of ties into this question uh, from, from Wallamai. They've got a few. Uh, very powerful. Very powerful, powerful Ancient pine. Yes, we're glad <laughs> to have him. I don't – sorry, can I before we get – like having someone like Wallamai come in is such a really – it's such a like powerful um, signal to me as someone who's been in for a long while, like in the community and part of the like – DAO and stuff, but that that someone like Wallamai will come in and be like, wow, like I'm blown away by the protocol and how it functions and the DAO and like everyone's attitude and sort of the potential of it. And then Wallamai is like clearly very smart and like trying to break 
the model. And then it's just such a, it's, it's very comforting and like nice to know that like nice people who are like very smart and very capable and very committed are like continue to join in the community and the DAO. Um, and it sort of reinforces like, oh, we are actually here and this is actually like revolutionary, you know, protocol and systems. So, Mm. Go ahead. You're with your question. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that I 100% agree with you. It would be awesome to get them on at some point and and like have them on for a, uh, maybe maybe for Twitter Spaces would be a good start, but definitely would be lovely to have a have a chat. I want to know Wallamai's story. I'm I'm hungry oh, for 100%, it. <laughs> 100%. Maybe we do a uh, Omi profile. Yeah. Um, and it need to get need to get Wallamai on. Um, they ask. What's been um, the thing that's kind of surprised you the most about working in a DAO? Kind of this kind of ties into what we, we, we were touching on. And also, um, you know, what would you change uh, about the DAO as well? So those kind of two questions we can kind of um, mm. go on in based on what we were talking about. Um, you go first. Yeah, like, I mean, the most surprising thing is um, being able to work uh, under a pseudonym and not having to know the people, like as in like not having to know their backgrounds and what they look like. And, and though those two aspects uh, in particular are, are wild. They're, they're just completely uh, revolutionary ideas um, that like no one's decided on either. It's not a... Um, you know, it's not something that's like um, compulsory if you join a DAO. Um, you know, it's not compulsory if you join Olympus. Um, it's very much just the, you know, I don't know if that's a thinking about crypto as as being like a bit of a gray area um, for, for in, in, in all different places. So whether it's more of like an OPSEC thing or whether it's like a values um Kind of, kind of thing. I think it's like yeah, one, one or the other. But it, well, you want the optionality, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, well, it's like nonetheless, it's it's. I still find it ending up being quite an interesting way to work, and I think it removes, um, you know, a lot of preconceived notions people have uh, about people when they first meet them and discuss things with them. You know, working or at least starting to work via text. Is 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 very it's like one of the closest things to a uh, meritocracy that I've ever come across. I don't know if you feel this similarly in terms of like things that have surprised you, but that that's one thing that surprised me for sure. Yeah, I definitely think that coming from government, it it is such a breath of fresh air to just sort of have people <laughs> who are there who want to be there. Uh, a lot of working in government is like working with people who don't want to be there um, and don't mm, really care yeah. about anything. Um, mm. You know, they're just there for a paycheck. I like nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's annoying, but like, I mean, they do their job and go home. But yeah. I mean, in the DAO, you have some like protocols who are like nine to five, but, you know, being in the DAO, it's like always on. There's always something interesting to like do or like learn about or like take the lead on if you want to, but also you can just sort of, you know, not do anything. Like all the tasks are kind of, you know, take it or leave it or someone else will pick it up. Um, so I think, 
yeah, it's like super innovative way of working. I'm, I don't know. I, this, the thing I'm concerned about with the DAO is sort of like it kind of has to get a bit more bureaucratic if we are going to like mm. scale like much further than we are now. We're at mm. kind of, I think we must be at like 120, 130, 140 yeah. range. Um, yeah. And it gets a, bit, a little bit chaotic um, otherwise. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's super smart people like working on that problem in our DAO. So like Jason and Dude My Guy. Um, so I'm not worried about it, but I am, well, I mean, I am worried about it, but I'm confident that we'll be able to solve it. Um, mm, that's yeah. that's definitely something I would change as well is we've reached a bit of a ceiling in terms of not productivity, but in terms of like having space in order f- for new people to come in and find spaces to work. I think that's what it is. It's not, it's not that the existing people can't work. It's that new people can't come in and build on the existing people's work. Well, um, I think we're I at find, like the limit of channels, right? <laughs> r- yes, that's. And I was going to bring this up. I was like, is 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 Discord kind of holding this? You know, is is the Discord the kind of bottleneck here? Or yeah, yeah. Um, in in a way, it's like we're somewhat restricted by tooling um, to some degree. Like, it's definitely not one hundred percent the problem, but yeah, you know, maybe maybe something that come up later in the conversation but yeah le- next leg up in terms of i think uh productivity within DAOs and kind of having these like multifaceted organizations that have like yeah 500 maybe 1000 people um working for this um you know quote unquote um you know protocol um is one of those things where it could very much happen with with the right tasks and the right things being automated um it could very much very much be the case um but yeah i agree with you i think there needs to be you know some kind of uh you know a little bit of an overhaul uh, on the bureaucracy side of things um i'm also someone who's thinking about it and, and talks to both jason and dude quite regularly so I, i'm very much trying to push these ideas to someone that has more bandwidth um to kind of take them on but i i i'm also confident in what's going on there like, can you imagine if there was, like, some crazy founder that we had to work with who wanted to, like, sort of gatekeep everything and, like, shill it on Twitter? Like, I just couldn't work somewhere like that. I just think about it all the time. I'm like, we're well, so lucky yeah. to have the kind of setup that we have um, mm-hmm. and, like, just the such cool people i just like i want to work with them you know mm. so well it's i think it's crazy because it's like i think yeah whether whether people believe it or not i think founders really set the tone uh for a company or for a protocol um you know they the spirit that they embody and the way they kind of conduct themselves really has like a a flow on effect into who kind of comes into the system afterwards you know whether they have an active or become inactive over a certain period of time it definitely kickstarts the kind of people that become associated with the protocol that's at least that's what i found i find you know everyone that comes into olympus is is kind of has like whether they are slightly conflicting i think everyone has very similar you know values to what you know some of the you know zeus apollo kind of the way they've set up um you know at least the infrastructure of olympus and what it's kind of you know um what it's looking to achieve in the kind of 
space of, of currency, really. Um, I, I feel like people hold similar values and, and have kind of, they all kind of come in based on there's, there's certain um, things that the founders kind of set from the get go. I don't know if you kind of agree there, but. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think you just get to like, <laughs> like something's coming this week, Omis, and you're going to love it. Like, it's just so cool to like be able to be a part of launching like cool stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. Such an honor. Too much to like. Too many alpha leaks, Mark. We have to yeah. we have to all save right. it for Let's, when it actually launches. Bit, no, know, we're not cutting right. that. We're keeping all that right, one in there. Right, right. we're, we're keeping that one in Any, there. Do we have another question? I think we're like, we do. finish up soon, right? Yeah, well, we I don't indulge in ourselves too much, but um, <laughs> Asfi asks, we love Asfi, under what circumstances will you stop supporting Olympus Dow? Example, like a treasury hack. Um, you know, do you stay to rebuild? If yes, then why? Uh, um, it's hard. It's hard to say, right? Because like, if you, if we, if all the money from the treasury is gone, um, and this comes back to right this thing that clicked with me after interviewing Apollo, um, like Apollo said, you know, we were highly undervalued, and I think he's right because like companies usually trade at like much higher of a multiple to their like cash balance sheet which is what we have so we've got all these contributors who've like are together in the DAO um, and they're building like cool stuff so I think I, I mean I would it doesn't like you would kind of start again right you would seed some capital but you'd be able to say like the people who've kind of very committed to the protocol can band together and like re kickstart the machine again um, because the model is great right the model is great and you would like people would but the fact that you have like a DAO in these systems and stuff means that you can sort of put like a small amount of capital into the machine and it will like trade at a multiple of that capital um, so I don't, yeah, I mean, mm. I don't, I don't see that I would like, you would want to do like a, a fundraise or whatever, but you would have to kind of like, sort of, you couldn't hold on to the sort of obligations you had, right? You couldn't be like, and we're going to repay everyone who lost yeah, money yeah. from of the treasury. Course. Like you could start a new one and say, we're going to restart with this and, you know, you know, there was always this risk and people took on the risk by buying the token and stuff. But you would have to, like, build again. But, I mean, the DAO is the most valuable thing. Like, if we were just a protocol with a governance token and no Olympus DAO machine, like, our DAO would... <laughs> it's crazy because you think about some of these DAOs who build, like, these protocols and they're, like, kind of fine, but they have, like, these massive like valuations and you're like okay so we've got like you know also a, like a billion like you know not a billion like what it whatever like it was like 600 million yesterday um and it's probably well, if you like count if you now. count the dow holdings yeah we there's like a, a billion dollars essentially under olympus like on on olympus oh, i mean balance. i was more making the point about 
sort of all the like a lot of other protocols which are trading at you know kind of impossible valuations compared to their underlying mm-hmm. assets so you might have all your like uniswap oh we got a tw- 20 billion dollar treasure oh it's probably not that much but whatever it is it's like massive and it's like whoa okay but <laughs> what what is that actually pricing in oh it's pricing mm-hmm. in the team the team essentially the team and the community and their ability to deliver uh, on good products um and we have a massive balance sheet of diversified assets and probably the biggest team in DeFi who are building cool stuff and are going to keep on shipping stuff in parallel like this Mm. uh, educational arm, these, you know, this amazing marketing arm, like everybody wants to integrate with us. It's it's a great position to be in and it's well-deserved because the, the people in our DAO are amazing. Um, so I don't, I think I definitely would, yeah, definitely would stay around, kickstart the machine again. Why not? Like we've built out, like the hardest part is building out the systems and the infrastructure Mm. and the team. And we've done that. So that's the most valuable thing we have way more valuable than our treasury assets. Well, I think one thing that you forgot to touch on is I think one thing that would happen if, if everything did go to zero, hypothetically, I think those who truly understand that this system itself requires an active community would do exactly what you said, spin up a different one and you would have the people that truly believe still go over there. Um, and you would, you would have a similar community again from, from, you know, day dot and that, you know, like like-minded people would all start that together. And then again, the, the flywheel starts again. Did you see these raises on like some dog mm. token last week was like sixty million dollars, yeah. <laughs> like, and no, and there was and nobody knew what was going no on. No team, no, no. <laughs> like yeah. So I think I yeah. think we would be fine, you know. Yeah, and I think that's also the the beauty in Ohm, at least from 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 what I can gather from the IDO, is there was like a cap on the amount of, you know, you could only spend a certain amount of money, whereas a lot of these other raises, um, you know, very much you can. They let you let you kind of uh, allocate it as much as you want, which is you know com- completely antithetical to you know having a, a fair and uh, well distributed supply from from the mm-hmm. get go. I mean, obviously, there's the element of people potentially gaming it back then, but like like you said, Mark, that kind of you know th- those those kind of well, they're um, not the people who minded- held it. <laughs> no, they're not. They're not the people that are still here, right? Yeah, exactly. And yeah, something similar would happen, and I. Would be in the same boat. I would still be trying to find a way to contribute where, where necessary. So I definitely would be sticking around Asfi. So and I hope hope we'd see you around too if it if it all went to zero. <laughs> but yeah, so like you think about Amazon and it trades at like you know whatever like a hundred times or I don't know what it is, but it's some ridiculous multiple of their sort of underlying assets, right? <laughs> And what you're paying for is the organizational infrastructure um, to sort of deliver products, deliver products and execute on things like the agents of the organization. And our agents of the organization are the DAO and the like the decentralized decision making by the uh, community through the snapshot voting. And like in a couple of weeks, it'll be on chain governance. So. 
Um, yeah, we've got a massive treasury and a team that can ship like no other team. So, not worried at yeah. all. A hundred percent. I might go buy some more Ohm, actually. <laughs> Uh-oh, you've got Mark started. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, when you think about it over a really long time horizon, it's always a good a, a good time to, to load back up. So, why not, Mark? Not financial advice. No, it's just this is me and Mark talking. We're not, we're not, we're not talking to you in that scenario. That was directed um, at me. <laughs> yes, I said Mark. If you yeah. if you recall, I yeah. said your name. All right. um, Maybe you can't we have <laughs> we have we'll have two more. I'll run two more questions because I know we're all right. I think this, we should be might, quick though. This might be our longest episode uh, yet. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, there's a lot that's happened. We it's can been chop four, bits. That's it's been right. four months. It's been four months. There's lots happened. What do we do to unplug? you know, from the matrix and like what's the future um, of the Olympus community and how how do you think, uh, you know, ourselves and, and maybe others will kind of work to build that out? Um, so I unplug, I go running. Um, I come from like quite a big family. So lots of people to mm-hmm. see, lots of like nieces and nephews and like, you know, um, my partner and, they have like family as well and sort of hang out with them. So it's very nice. Like I have a nice mm-hmm. life, I've got to say. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I kind of, it's kind of exciting. So I, I like check in every day at least. Um, but like you can also like just not do anything for a day or a few days and come back and, you know, it's fine. No, like someone, someone is there to pick up the work you're not doing and nothing is sort of, um, you know, completely y- your own thing, right? Because like, you know, I could like get sick and go into a hospital tomorrow, you know, and, you know, no one would know who I am <laughs> to like <laughs> tell the Tao or whatever. You have to like constantly like being pseudonymous, you know, these some people just drop off and, they're there one day mm-hmm. and then they go like work for a different DAO or like just change their pseudonym to something else and go work somewhere else or decide they want to get out of crypto. Um, so it is it is like the DAO set up in a way that there's no sort of like single single person um, sort of switch dead man. Oh, what am I trying to say? <laughs> no s- single person uh, failure point. Um, so, uh, yeah, and I do, I like take time off regularly, like go to the beach, um, yeah, catch up with friends and go running. Mostly, mostly that. My cat as well demands a lot <laughs> having of time. A, having a Play pet's always me. nice. I mean, <laughs> what do you do to unplug from the matrix? Like which matrix? Like, I, like, I don't know. Like sometimes I enjoy, um, yeah. Are we in yeah, this timeline? Like, is that yeah, the matrix? Is crypto the, yeah. the, the like like is the matrix the actual real world timeline? I think he, no, I, I think they, they mean, mean yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they mean like for sure. the DAO. The DAO and Twitter and kind of yeah, Telegram yeah, yeah. to some extent is like a it's like a place. Yeah, well, sure, yeah you've you've kind of likened it to that before, Mark, as this kind of place. Um and yeah, I agree I agree with with you. I kind of I mean, I kind of do similar things. I I'm very I love my tennis. Um I do quite a bit of swimming. Go sprinting. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe, try and get back. Maybe on not the Australian sprinting. I do team. no sprinting anymore. Um, <laughs> I do like. I I do tutor kids in my free time. 
Um, well, it's not free time. It's oh, it's a uh, responsibility at this point, and it's uh, will at the end of this uh, year will no longer be a thing. Less lucrative than <laughs> flipping NFTs. Um, but yeah, I I do uh, tutor some kids. It's been kind of a little bit. I felt quite sorry for them because it's been quite a bad bad year for a lot mm. of lot, lot of kids in primary school yeah. this year. Good guy, DKD. Uh, no, I'm just. It's just. It's yeah. just been a weird time for everyone, and yeah, I couldn't couldn't imagine what it would have been like to be a kid, um, in, during this kind of like shitstorm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can we do one question? Yes. Can you tell me what your first impression of me was? I. This is Ooh, the most interesting. Like, interesting. I. I. When I. F- like I very much someone who doesn't. I guess make I, maybe it's too subconscious, but I don't. I think that's what I've. That's why I mentioned that as being the most surprising thing is because I haven't really made that many impressions of people. Like I, like I mean, like I haven't come to conclusions about them. So like their first impressions, like all right, okay, all right, like they get stuff done, and I was like, like Mark's a doer. Mark gets gets shit done. He like obviously he knows what's up. So like I want to be involved with someone like that. And that was like kind yeah, of like, when I when when I asked you to be in the podcast, like what were you like what were you thinking then? That's that's mm, what I'm kind okay. of like getting yeah, at. I was thinking know? like, yeah, that this would work because I know that you have the, the track record of of running the um running the type shit on the uh tight ship on the newsletter. Tight shit. <laughs> um I know that you run a tight ship over the newsletter. And I was like, this makes a lot of sense. Um, and it would kind of give me a, you know, having the autonomy to kind of do it, you know, work through it myself and understand what works for me and then slowly start to do that, be more autonomous on my side. Um, yeah, it was it was like a no-brainer f- for me. So, um, but originally Fatty Bags, I, I, shout out Fatty Bags. <laughs> um, hey, I was like, hey, Fatty, do you want to like come do this like podcast with me? Which would like probably never work, right? Because he's like so busy, so <laughs> it would have just like failed. And then I was like, "Oh shit, I need someone else." And then I was like, "Oh, DKD seems cool. Let's let's see what this guy's got." Um, I knew you were like a like a doer, and I'd seen you like chatting to people in the Discord, and like I knew you were Australian because someone like made a joke about a kangaroo, I think. <laughs> Yes, um, there are, and I, obviously you probably saw me chatting at times that suited you as well. And you're like, yeah. "Well, that make that's that's someone yeah. who I'm would not. Work. I'm not nationalist to Australians oh, or anything. N- just, neither am I. I have no like. I don't feel Australian at all. If I'm being honest, um, you got a very strong Australian accent. Unlike me, I've been told. Really, I see. I. Uh, I guess I do because I kind of grew up in a rural part of Australia. Wait, you're from rural Australia? I am. I am. This is news to me. Uh, Yeah. Sprinter from rural Australia. Well, not anymore as in like I was, yeah, originally from a small town, which is kind of wild because I've gone from living in a tiny town uh, to living in Tokyo for two years. So. Oh, now you're giving away the game. Oh, People are gonna find well, you. they have to listen to the whole podcast, right? To be to actually actually <laughs> yeah, get that to make that connection. <laughs> Damn, we touched All on right. a lot. I think I think uh, yeah. I think we're gonna have to cut some of this. 
No, no. This is what uh, I'm. This is what I'm talking about. The imposter syndrome. This, this is, is what the people crave. This is what yeah. they crave in Mark. So let's just let's write it out, Omis. That was awesome. Um, we really we hope we hope you enjoy that kind of back and forth chat, and we really appreciate everyone who's asked questions internally and on Twitter. Um, and yeah, that was uh, that was awesome. Yeah, shout out to the Agora contributors. Exactly, RCP three Mugen. Ghost is an OG who's now running. And this is like the other thing. Like you get alumni, right? You have mm. like Ghost who's now running the Reddit. And then like Case Jan, who is like the rock on which the Agora project is built. Mm. Um, and then like newer faces like Shredder and a couple of other people, Dawn. Um, who else? Am I missing anyone? Zernos, I mean, Jamin, obviously. Uh, Quirkus. Quirkus yeah. doing the graphics when. Clue, OG. OG he used to, like, did a bit of newsletter, newsletter stuff. every yeah. week, yeah. Uh-huh. We yeah. also had. Um, oh, yeah, Alga. Yes, helping Alga out. helping out. We also have a few, you know, new faces that are kind of like looking to, you know, maybe spice up some of our. Um, Chic things. Yeah, up. like on the visual side of things. Uh, so. Yeah, like always new people jumping in, wanting to get involved. Um, and it's it's awesome to kind of see this, you know, from this uh, Agora allowed, um, you know, idea uh, and having it kind of be where it's at today. It's uh, I'm proud to be working alongside you, Mark. It's an honor. You too, DKD. No. I think the future is bright. And um, yeah, watch this space because uh, Agora is going to keep building and I think you'll be very happy, Omis, when you see some of those treats we have in store coming up for you. 100%. All right, Omis, we'll uh, catch you in the next one. See ya. All right, see ya. <laughs>